You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Coming at you on a Thursday morning. This is broadcasting the boys right here on the blogging the boys network. Roy White, Ari Temkin on Twitter at RW3. I am on Twitter at Ari Sports, A-R-I Sports. You can also check out my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Ari Sports. I urge you to subscribe there. Good stuff. And we've hit the buy, so there's no game to preview this weekend. Thank God, Roy. <laughs> Never. Uh, what do you ne- mean? What do you Never mean? Have I have been it, happier for a bye week in my entire life. Usually, it's I wouldn't mind going through the, the whole season. NFL to see who the Cowboys might be favored against. I mean, they nearly it, just beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, right? So, yeah, I'm thinking that performance got. by itself, um, as long as Garrett Gilbert's the starting quarterback, of course. Damn right. Maybe people will pick them to win. Uh, of course, they gave us the impression that that might not be the case. And. Perhaps we'll get to that conversation here in a little bit. But, yeah, it's nice to know that no matter what we do, the Cowboys aren't losing a football game this weekend. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what you just mentioned, which is who should start next week against the Vikings. Is there even a conversation to be had there? Also, we will take stock of where the Cowboys are here at the the bye week. Talk about the Trayvon Diggs injury. Rondell Carter's back with the Cowboys. How good a news is that? So we'll get into all of that stuff coming up and maybe some perhaps other moves they should be making. But let's start right there with what you brought up. And that is Andy Dalton was, we thought, in position to come back from the concussion uh, last week, except that he was then placed on the, uh, the, the COVID-19 list, which means he will most likely be eligible to play for the Cowboys a week from Sunday when they go take on the Vikings. So, Roy, from what you saw from Garrett Gilbert uh, against the Steelers on Sunday and what you've seen from Andy Dalton, who should be starting for the Cowboys a week from Sunday? Well, first of all, I'm glad you brought up the fact that Andy Dalton's been on the COVID-19 list. Uh, Because of that fact, he may have avoided getting COVID-19 from all the Pittsburgh Steelers who have now tested positive for COVID-19 since the Cowboys played them five days ago. Uh, In regards to your question as to who should start, that depends on what you want. What do you want to accomplish? Is the goal to try to win entertaining games that end in losses. Okay. Boy, it's going to be a fun second half of the season. And that's just it. If I'm looking at the big picture, right? There's three things potentially at play here when you're deciding – who should be your starting quarterback? Do I want to win this football game? Okay. Well, but, but that's not the approach that the Cowboys will take. The Cowboys are taking the approach of who gives us the best chance to win, right? They will. And for that reason, they should probably start Garrett Gilbert. However, 
for the long-term health of the franchise. And again, to maximize the value of the reason you signed Andy Dalton to begin with, right? Andy Dalton was going to be able to help you if he only had to play three or four games. Okay. Cause he could win two or three games in lieu of a Dak Prescott injury that kept him out a month, let's say. As long but as you, now, you have some semblance of a credible offensive line in front of him. Well, that may be a factor too. But now, now the only value Andy Dalton really can give you and kind of the value that I banked on when they signed him in the offseason is to still prove himself enough to the rest of the league that someone gives him an opportunity in the offseason. Up to this point, if Andy Dalton doesn't see another snap in 2020, then they are not getting anything close to a third-round compensatory pick, which is what I thought they could get when I believed Andy Dalton, if he played a couple of games behind what the Cowboys' offensive line was, that he could show himself to be good enough to garner a contract in the 14 to $20 million range and possibly start for an NFL franchise. If he did that, the Cowboys were going to get awarded a compensatory pick as a result of losing him in the offseason. That's why I thought one of the great slew, shrewd, you know, shrewd, not slew, but shrewd moves that the Cowboys made in the offseason in signing him was not only did it they signed him at a time that it didn't affect their compensatory picks, and it wouldn't have anyway because he wasn't making enough, but if he just played a couple of games and proved himself, and we all know Andy still feels he has something left in the tank, he's not coming to Dallas to begin his career as a full-time backup. He's coming here to try to prove himself to the rest of the league and maybe get a starting job. For that reason, for that reason alone, I need to see Andy Dalton on the field for at least three more games to try to maximize that return. And once we get to the point where maybe he wins you one out of three, maybe he doesn't do anything for you, maybe he loses all of them. At that point, we can turn the keys over to Garrett Gilbert, who we all feel after one game has performed better than any backup we've seen since Dak Prescott has been a Dallas Cowboy. Probably since Tony Romo, too. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't consider Tony to be a Dak backup because by the time he would have been Dak's backup, he kind of tucked his tail between his legs and crawled out the door. I, I just mean, like, the Cowboys didn't really have much in terms of backup or credible back quarterbacks in the Romo era either. You know, it was like an abomination anytime they brought anybody else in. Fair. Fair so, okay, point. so I, I get your point. However, get it, take it in, soak it in, taste it, <laughs> bathe in it. All right. Still Absorb trying to figure it. out what the word slew means. Yeah, I, I boxed that, <laughs> but it's video. We can't take it back. So I, I'll own it. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what it means, literally. Uh, and I, then I looked at the definition. I still don't really know what it means. It doesn't uh, have anything to do with the context of what I was talking about. I can tell you that. So doesn't that work both ways, though? Can't you also make the same argument that you could maximize some sort of value for Garrett Gilbert? In fact, no. The Cowboys just sign no. him right now. Just be like, hey, Garrett, here's a three-year contract. Take it. And then trade him when he outperforms his value. And, you know, you have him locked up on a cheap deal. Okay, Go what are you banking on more? What are you banking on more? That in a three-game sample, Andy Dalton may be able to do enough to, like, give teams a glimpse, a taste, and let his pedigree 
do the rest of the talking to convince them to sign him? Or do you think it's more likely that Garrett Gilbert goes and lights the NFL up for the next seven weeks and you happen to have somehow gotten him to agree to a three-year contract in the next two weeks before well, he lights him up? That. But then you're going to trade him and convince another team that a 31-year-old who's never had a significant starting job in the NFL at any point in his career is somehow going to be their savior. Yeah. Matt Flynn, ring a bell. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the names they're going to throw back at you. But that's the thing is people are willing to take, I think people know what Andy Dalton's ceiling is. And here's the thing too. At this point, we're arguing over who the tallest midget is with apologies to the midgets out there. But I don't like that term. Sorry. We're it's arguing over, who the, in these over times. who the tallest midget is at this point. And, and I think the reality of the situation is Garrett Gilbert gives you a better chance to quote unquote win or a better chance to look good. Simply because I, the offensive line is better with Zach Martin, but I still like my chances with a with a athletic quarterback that can run. I mean, your point's well stated. You know, I mean, Garrett, look, I don't I disagree with you. Look, Garrett Gilbert gives this team the better chance to win, and I think Garrett Gilbert is uh, is an answer for the Cowboys at a backup quarterback position that they have struggled to fill for a long time. But Garrett Gilbert is also a guy at 31 years old who would probably jump at any opportunity that was given to him like that. So you can wait to offer it because again, he's still, going, he's still going to get his time behind this offensive line. Once Andy gets his three to four game run where he looks decent. Unfortunately, you know, if I'm being realistic, there's probably no scenario where if Andy Dalton plays well over a three-game stretch that he then gets pulled in favor of Garrett Gilbert. But I suppose it is possible based on how the defense is played that the offense could look good and they still lose football games to the point that they're so out of it, now Garrett Gilbert does become the guy you need to play because you want to make sure he's developed well enough for next year when you plan to have him as the backup. I Look, I get, I get what you're saying. Gil, Garrett Gilbert, yes, would probably be more likely to win a football game. And but look is better, he, which is the most important thing here. Winning football games is not important. In fact, yeah, it's, it's actually bad. You're right. We don't it's, want not, it's not important. It's not the most important thing. Now, yes, Mr. Analytical McCarthy, McCarthy, if he went into the lab, he would have already done the calculations to understand exactly what I'm saying. If he really spent all offseason in the snowy cabins doing his sheets and watching 20 football games a day. He's not Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, he was. He was in the woods, like in the snow with like five buddies. That's not <laughs> – I'm not uh, – ESPN took a camera crew in there. That's not a, that's not exaggeration. He was hanging out with a couple of guys at a snow shack. Either way, he would have done the calculations to know that the, the value of the conditional third round pick that they could potentially get if they can just prove to the rest of the league that Andy Dalton is worth a crap. That is worth more than Garrett Gilbert possibly winning you one or two football games in a season where one or two football games may be the difference in a top three pick and a top 10 pick. All right. We, we should, we should finish up this discussion here. Cause again, it's, it's, 
why? I, I mean, know. it is the it's probably the best discussion and debate that the Cowboys have going right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Look, it's given but us. But it's such a I'm, weird thing because it's like we want them to play well. We're looking for a quarterback that can play well, but yeah. not well enough to win don't, games. Don't, don't be winning games all willy nilly. Don't go, don't go crazy. Okay? Just play well, but not too well. <laughs> yeah, like Garrett. Garrett Gilbert did a nice job of throwing that ball into double coverage at the perfect time against the Steelers on a play that, yeah, I agree. They probably dialed it up and they said, we're going to go take a shot. But he did a great job of cradling that ball just perfectly into the Steelers players' arms. I think it was Fitzpatrick that allowed them to drive down and ultimately win the game. And, and hey, the, the rest of the NFL did the work for us, baby. We're in the, we are potentially in the driver's seat, certainly of our own destiny within the NFC East, okay, to finish last in the NFC East. Now let's talk about what we could potentially do compared to the rest of the league. These damn Jets, okay, these damn Jets screwed us on Monday night. They should have won that football game, but uh, they can make the same argument about the Cowboys, though. Yeah, you know, Trevor Lawrence, okay, he might be out of, he might be out of reach, but Josh Fields or the potential return that you could get uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely into Justin Fields. I might even be Justin more into Justin. Uh, I don't even know. I, I might even be more into Justin Fields than Trevor Lawrence, but I'm actually more into DJ Ui Ungalele more than Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, but that's neither here nor there. The more the I tr- think about it, Ari, the more I'm into the idea of other teams being into those players. And if other teams are into those players, think of what kind of draft capital you capital you might be able to use to build around who you and I believe, you know is the right guy at quarterback in Dak Prescott. So there is, this is going to become, it already is, and we've got a long way to go. This is going to become the Dak Prescott contract discussion. What do the Cowboys do with the top five draft pick? Like it, it's going to be, like I'm excited about the conversation, but Brace at the same yourself. time I, I recognize that it's going to become like as fatiguing as the Dak Prescott contract discussion had been. And probably even more so because here we are with like eight weeks left or seven weeks left, whatever it is. How many games have they played? They're two and seven. Seven. Yep. Seven weeks left. Seven weeks left. It's going to be Man, the, the season's kind of gone by fast, hasn't it? Feels like it's flying by. Maybe it's because there's so much other crap going on in the world that uh, yeah, the season seems to be really flying, man. But, but let me make than- let me make this point about the draft because I think it's it's important. This draft is going to be such a mess and a disaster to evaluate. I mean, so at this point in time, we're in week 11 of the college football season. Um, some teams, the Pac-12 have played a game. Some teams haven't played a game yet. Uh, the Big Ten, some teams have played multiple games. Some teams have played one game. I mean, it is going to be so... Di- there, are, there are obviously schools that aren't playing. Trey Lance played at North Dakota State. He's going to be a top quarterback on this, on this draft board. And um, he played in one game this year, and that's it. It is going to be a disaster. There's a kid at West Virginia. His name's Tony Fields. He's a linebacker. He's a stud. He's one of the best defensive players in the Big 12, okay? He transferred from Arizona. 
Had he not transferred from Arizona, he wouldn't have played a game yet because Arizona didn't, they had their game canceled last week. Instead, he transferred to West Virginia. He's played a full schedule and he's, he's, he's turned it up. But like think about if 20 fields doesn't transfer. Like yeah. th- there are so many guys like this that either didn't transfer and aren't going to get a full evaluation. There are guys that might be misevaluated because they did transfer and they're blowing up in one year. There, I mean, then there's guys that aren't in the lineup because of COVID, because of trace testing. Pro- it is going to be a disaster to try to evaluate this draft. I mean, a disaster on the one end and an opportunity on the other, right? I mean, this is a fantastic opportunity to be able to identify players based on your scouting ability, based on prior reports that you've established with players. I mean, there's and over there's al- there's, gonna there's be a almost lot of dumb a dozen involved. games this weekend that are getting canceled. Yeah. Tons. Right? Yep. That have Tons. already been canceled. Yeah. So you are a hundred percent right. That's a great point because it is going to be we talk about you talk about silly season. The draft being silly season. Oh, it's gonna be imagine. Imagine and we get you know, agents bounce reports back and forth all the time. Interesting guys rise and fall. That's going to be tenfold, Ari. You are a hundred percent right on that, man. And that uh, that'll be exciting. I can't wait to be doing the podcast around that time. That'll be fun, man. So that'll probably just, be more fun than this. <laughs> let me just let me just wrap a bow around it. You know who I? You know how? I, you know how I can evaluate? You know how I? I I know is going to be good. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel they're going to be pretty good. And, I feel they're going to be pretty good. To a lesser degree, Penny Sewell, the Oregon offensive tackle who's opted out of the season. By the way, there's also guys like Kylan Hill, running back at Mississippi State, opted out. So, yeah. Well, like that, that's I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear you mention any running backs to yeah, me. Yeah, I know. I was just, when the sure. Cowboys have a tough four or five back draft pick. Uh, offensive tackles. That sounds nice. That's yeah. sexy to me. Yeah, I want that. That's why so, I'm laying in bed. I'm laying in bed for the offensive tackle <laughs> right now, baby. Sex me up. <laughs> All right. So uh, there you go on the draft. Um, Trayvon Diggs is hurt. Uh, he has a fracture in his foot. He fractured a bone in his foot. Uh, this is obviously bad news because this is a player getting hurt, and that's bad news. And this seems to be a pretty common theme for the Cowboys this year. And um, I, I personally... Roy, I think this sucks, obviously, but but you're right. It does. <laughs> but I I I think so he's out four to six weeks. I think he should come back and play this year because part of the reason I think this sucks is because he was developing and he he has still not played that much football at cornerback. So like remember, he's a, he's he's a converted wide receiver. So I'd like to see him come back if he can and not just ride this thing out on IR because the season's over anyways, because I, I want to see him continue to develop. And the only way you continue to develop is if you get those live snaps. Okay. The diagnosis of the injury, correct me if I'm wrong, was four to six weeks, right? Four to six weeks. Okay. So if we don't rush him back, that means you want him coming back to practice and play for one week, right? Is that what it is? Well, you said there's seven weeks remaining. They're two but and that seven. That doesn't include this week. Okay. So, I mean, one or two games. Okay. All right. So let's get. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's Roy, two whole he needs weeks. to continue to develop. That's. You don't. That's the, okay. And I mean, again, 
I guess I see what you're saying, but the development is what exactly like seeing real life receivers. I'd actually rather give him an extra week. And if you can bring him back after that, if he's fully healthy, then fine. Give him that last week of the season. If he wants to do that. Okay. Throw him a party. Well, but you don't, I mean, the worst thing for the kid would be to have him get injured in one of those last two games and then go into the off season, having to do a rehab again, because he will already be rehabbing hard to try to get back on the field this year to do a rehab again in the off season when potentially they may still be required to be away from the facility based on the current situation and whether or not we got a vaccine for this dang thing. Yeah. And probably will be, by the way. Right. So I mean I'm just I just hated I, I wouldn't want to trade those. I wouldn't want to trade two good weeks for what could be another, you know, month or two of rehab if things went badly. Can you imagine like him developing the first, you know, six weeks of the season where it's like you should have safety help, but good luck. You're probably not gonna have safety help. And does anybody really know what scheme we're running defensively? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody? Does anybody know? No. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. You got only. He only got to play a couple plays with uh, someone who actually put the defense together in Lane Vanderash. Like it's amazing how people started to like actually be in the correct positions when the guy calling the signals was different and back to who we thought it would be at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Not to dogpile on Jalen. There's enough people doing that, but. Uh, yeah, that one, uh, that one was a little bit, yeah, it was unfortunate that they don't get to play a little bit more and Trayvon didn't get to have a, a guy that was putting guys in the right positions around him as he was making the plays that he was, but I think he could still, de- you know, I think he could still continue to develop in the off season because the great thing about Trayvon Diggs is like a lot of players don't have, he has an NFL caliber wide receiver who is his brother so this guy can literally train all off season against nfl caliber talent and he doesn't need to leave his freaking house what do you think they still live in the same house (laughs) i'll bet they live close by i'll bet they got property near each other you know go see their parents for christmas well not christmas because they're playing football but go see their parents for easter by the way, do you know who injured Trayvon Diggs? Who injured him? Well, it's a foot injury, so I mean, I don't know if I would. Jalen Smith. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know everybody's getting on Jalen. No, I mean, like the like you could see the play that he gets injured, and it's I mean, it's clearly Jalen Smith caused it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but and it's I'm I'm, I'm not blaming Jalen Smith. You. Kind of because did. he was trying to cover a wide receiver. He was you trying just to cover said somebody. it was him. You said, did well, you see who broke his foot? And I said, I hemmed and hawed and was like, eh, I don't know. And you're so, like, no, it was Jalen. He did it. It was right there on the play. He was, That's what you with, said. He was the gunman. It was in the conservatory. It was Mr. Mustard in the conservatory with the uh, jackknife. I haven't played Clue in a long time, so I don't think any of those things are. I know Mr. Mr. Mustard Mustard's was... for sure right. <laughs> uh, it, it was. It's just the perfect, like, Jalen Smith is trying to cover somebody he couldn't cover, obviously, and then trying to tackle him. He ran into, you know, Trayvon Diggs and, and broke his foot. But it's just another just throwing on. And the are pie. we sure that's the play that it happened on? I mean, yes. 
Damn. Just throw it on the Jalen Smith pile. And then Jerry's, Jerry's coming on saying he's a cornerstone piece. Okay. Well, I paid him like a cornerstone piece. So, yeah, I got like, to pretend think we're stupid? that. Does Jerry think we're stupid? Or is he just live in La La Land or want to live in La La Both. Land? Or, Both. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry does, in general, think the public is dumb. Which I would not have any not reservations wrong. about saying that to his face. I don't even think he'd be offended by it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think he might proudly say that. Uh, I know he would say that behind closed doors. But that's neither here nor there. No, um, I mean, it, I just hear that. And I'm like, Jerry, we're not stupid. Yeah. I can see and hear and my ears and brain yeah. are con- my ears and my eyes are connected to my brain so I can process what I see and I hear. First of all, he's a linebacker so he can't really be a cornerstone piece. First like point is right. simple. Right. First and foremost, in today's NFL, can't really be a cornerstone piece. <laughs> oh. But bye-bye. Okay, so let's take stock of this team. They've hit the bye. They're two and seven. We've spent most of the show talking about the draft. So not exactly where we thought we would be November 12th, but here we are. Take stock of this team. Like, what are you looking for? What are you excited about? Okay. Uh, stock up Neville Gallimore. Don't know why I hadn't seen more of him along the defensive line up to this point. Uh, but obviously someone lit a fire under him. And he played fantastic against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would like to see that continue. Um, Stock down a little bit on Tyrone Crawford. I know he played well against the Steelers. And actually, he was, a, he was an animal against the Steelers. He was fantastic. <laughs> however. He was great against the Steelers, but stock down. because. However, however, it's too little too late. The... Cowboys fan base was ready to get rid of you before we began this season. They all agreed you were getting paid too much. So yeah, it's nice that you showed up against the Steelers and played great for one game. But as you mentioned, Ari, we're nine games into the season and this is literally the first time we're praising Tyrone Crawford for anything that he's done in a football game. So yeah, stock down on Tyron. Tyrone Crawford. Wednesday, the Cowboys put Tyrone Crawford on the COVID-19 reserve list um, and then claimed defensive end Rondell Carter from the Colts. Now, why does this that is, excite you? You mentioned him earlier in the show. Why does that excite you? So, I mean, first off, he's one of Ben DiNucci's former teammates at James That's Madison right. University. So anytime you get an opportunity to bring on one of... Uh, yeah, reunite the greats, right? The One of the... One of the dynamic duos of uh, D three football. It's FCS. It's D- considered D two. Okay, that's yeah. Um, they changed the name. I forgot about that. They changed. The name. Sorry. It's the football championship series, <laughs> or subdivision, whatever. Um, it excites me because this is a guy that was an undrafted free agent for the Cowboys that was a high priority for them. They they this is one of those guys they gave a pretty high signing bonus to. And, you know, just didn't make the team probably because they went with experience over some of these inexperienced guys. And they or they misevaluated. Rent, or they misevaluated. 
Um, so they bring him back. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table because he was, you know, this is a guy that I think he he was one of those. If you if you watch and pay attention to a lot of the draft coverage, like he was one of those late draft steals that people kept talking about was Rondell Carter. And so now, I mean, you know, we'll see how long Tyrone Crawford's on that COVID-19 reserve list. But this is a guy that if, if that is the case, let's say the, against the Vikings, then um, might get to see Rondell Carter a little bit along that defensive front. I, I'm just you, you pointed this out, but I'm excited to see kind of some of these young players, especially along that defensive front. I mean, you um, might have named I think you named a third stringer, though, potentially as to like the first thing you're excited about. That does not bode well for. The remainder of this season, I guess, yes. Well, it does for the rest of the season. I'm a little for bit a third pick. Yeah, I'm a little bit excited to see. I guess Garrett Gilbert at some point down the road. Like I will be excited again to see Garrett Gilbert when he's announced God. as the starter. What's they can play us? this game of kind of like keeping the Cowboys fan invested in a season that's already in the tubes. Yeah, right. It's already in the tank. We all know it's done. But by playing this quarterback carousel game, Jerry can wind us up enough to keep us invested, right? And so the difference cornerstone pieces, like the difference. Rondell Carter might become a cornerstone piece here soon. Say what? (laughs) Who knows? Rondell Carter might be a a cornerstone piece here the next few weeks, based on. Well, I mean, they may have to start clearing some salary here in the near future. (laughs) And if they do, then there may be an opening on the outside of that defensive line. Um, you know, the other thing I would have been excited about, I guess, if we'd have gotten one look at him at this point of the season, Reggie Robinson, like we've gotten a taste of kind of every other rookie that we were teased about in the offseason. We got a little biotish that was kind of taken away from us uh, and then given – to his back, uh, forced somewhat. Um, we got plenty of Trayvon, and we all gobbled that up. We got a little bit of Gallimore, finally, which is enough to keep us excited, I think, about the rest of the season and what his potential could be. Now, I mean, I really would love to know what is keeping him off the field. I mean, and he, he's not even active. Like, he's inactive. Yeah. So, and uh, I'm sorry if I haven't kept up with injuries as well as I have in the past, but is there something I'm missing there that hasn't been reported or that you're that you've heard with about? Robinson? Yeah. So they think he's a safety. And, and we don't have any. I, I he mean, can't get on the field with this with this batch of crap that we're throwing out there. So that's think, what's concerning to me in that regard. No, to be totally. I wouldn't look too far into it. I think they've kind of made a decision on him and said, like, this is a red shirt year for him. Okay, he red was, shirt. You've mentioned that before on the show. So I he, I side he, with you. I just, another, yeah. Still, he, he, like, if you're a red shirt and the team sucks, then yeah. what can it hurt? You can't make you can't make them look worse. I, I dude, I totally agree with you. And I've been wondering all year about this. And I mean, I just think the Cowboys, like, because coming in, he was also inexperienced, you know, at, at as a as a defensive back. So, like, kind of like Trayvon Diggs, like they drafted two defensive backs that were inexperienced, and, and so I just think they came into the season thinking this is going to be like this. Is, I think they just had made their mind up about it, and they're like, it's going to be a redshirt year for him. He's going to play an entirely new position at safety. We're going to develop him in there, and and not worry about it. And you know, I, I 
I think, you know, they've had Donovan Wilson and, and, um, and Xavier Woods and, you know, two sixth round picks are their safeties. So that's where it is. But well, and when it comes to activating guys on the roster, you know, you got to be kind of conscientious of the positions that you're activating guys on. You're going to have to overload the offensive line in this team's case, because you know how bad they are. You kind of have to overload the defensive line a little bit also because you need the rotation. And then you think about the wide receiver position. You got to have Cedric Wilson in there because he's your most explosive special teamer, man. And he might be your best, your second best quarterback. Yeah, you we saw can, the we're Cowboys. We're talking about Andy Dalton and, and uh, Garrett Gilbert. Why not Cedric Wilson? Yeah, I didn't hear anybody mention it, but that special teams play against the Steelers. I didn't hear anybody compare it to the Music City Miracle because I, I agree it was a little bit different. It was on a punt return, and it included. <laughs> it also wasn't in a playoff game to win it. It wasn't with zero in a playoff game. <laughs> it wasn't against a Wade Wilson. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, Wade w- Phillips. Yeah, Wade Phillips uh, coached football team. I get all that. But it was the throwback that was so perfect. The faked hamstring injury that C.J. Goodwin uh, threw out there that was absolutely sold perfectly. Um, That was fun. That was really fun. I wish he would have scored a touchdown on that play. Well, and I mean, it was just... And by the way, you should have listened to the Cowboys postgame show because we did. Um, in fact, I made a Frank Wycheck reference during the postgame show. I did you. listen to the show, but I didn't hear you talk about that play. I, man, we, I'm glad you did. We, I definitely made a Frank Wycheck reference about it. Yeah. And it, it was just a crazy game because it's like here you have all these weird things you did, you crazy things, and then you like don't go for it on a fourth down situation late in the game. It was just it was bizarre. It's like um, yeah. I was, I was pretty – you know, pretty amped up about why not going for it, but you know, why not going for it? That doesn't, that's not right. Yeah. I couldn't help, but hear uh, the water boy and Brett Musburger there. Uh, Fourth quarter now, Brett can't hold anything back. Like we know. And yet the Cowboys sideline didn't seem to know that. Right. It's been a long time since I've got that reference. It's been a long time. It's so true though. It's a good one. Can't hold anything back. We got it. <laughs> Can't hold anything back now. Yeah, we know. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, why we came just in time, man. Why we came just in time. Does it ever I think not? Everybody needs a break at this point. To where, if we get a week off, we will be starved enough for Cowboys football that the remaining seven weeks will sustain us i didn't think we were going to get there a week or two ago i thought this season was really going to drag and then they started making some changes at quarterback we saw some guys returning late in uh you know and and you know what i'll be damned i got a little bit excited i got a little half chub for the cowboys again and i didn't think it could happen in 2020 Roy White on Twitter at RW3. I am Ari Temkin on Twitter at Ari Sports, A-R-I Sports. Of course, make sure to subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast network if you have not yet already. That way, all you got to do is wake up and voila, it's right there in your feed each and every day. 
Uh, so you can listen to the great insights from all the different hosts across the Blogging the Boys podcast network. And of course, make bloggingtheboys.com your homepage. It's where you get all your great Cowboys information and insights from all the great writers. Um, of course, RJ Ochoa, Danny Phantom, uh, David Howman, uh, Tom Ryle, and many David Halperin, um, and many other great writers that they have. So go check it out, bloggingtheboys.com. Roy, leave the people with something. Did you mention the YouTube channel too? This is all on YouTube now. Look at this beautiful video of you and I interacting In with one another like real people do. <laughs> Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, y'all. Blogging the boys. <laughs>